the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KDOW. KDOW. Streaming now on smart speakers and radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, and you're not sitting in for the Rob Black and Your Money Show. I'm Rob Black. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Everyone knows I'm a tortured man. I grew up in a world where I wanted to have my own business. I grew up in a world where I didn't want to work for the man. I knew that early on in my life. Very much so tortured. Um, kind of wanted to do things my way. That was maybe a sign of Generation X. We were a late generation. We weren't expected to do much. We were considered a loser generation. Um, <clears throat> none of those things are really great things to say out loud. And then the millennials come along and again, the greatest generation, you baby boomers, you hippies, if you will. You guys were great until you weren't. You're all 70s march and civil rights and uh, no Vietnam. And then the 80s come along and you buy a BMW. What we really hope out of the millennials right now is that the social movements that they're making kind of stick on some level. Capitalism should change every few years. It shouldn't be written in stone. This is how it's played. Social issues should be changed every year and updated and, and how shall we say, modernized for the times. So I'm hoping the millennials have some stick to itness because my generation, yeah, we got ahead and you know we finally – started becoming successful in our late 20s and early 30s, kind of <clears throat> exactly what's expected out of you. So a lot going on in these statements. I started with I'm a tortured man for a reason. I look at what's happening in the stock market and love it, but I also hate it because I look what's happening in the economy. Then today, the economy surprises me with a better retail sales number. Last month, we got a better employment number. Not last month, but at the start of June. Wall Street digs that. We're kind of all about it. Like, okay, we've pushed stocks really far, really fast. And that's where it starts getting a little bit wonky. 
this morning I woke up at four in the morning and the first thing I saw were futures were up 600. Dow futures are up 700. Dow futures are up 800, 900,000. <clears> it's too much. I don't like days like that. It tells me something's going on, but I don't like it. Um, again, I'm tortured. I should like it, but I don't like it. Tomorrow I'll like it, but I shouldn't like it kind of thing. Apple's up $8.88, $351 a share. I go, whoa. DraftKings is down a buck forty-seven, down to forty dollars a share. That's an interesting one to me because part of my thesis is when states do get us back to work and sports do get up and going. Although Major League Baseball seems to be doing everything they can not to even play a season this year, the NFL is seeming to do everything they can to play a season this year. Very different, very different. And talk about uh, someone being used, Colin Kaepernick. The NFL saying, yeah, we want him back in the league. <laughs> where, did he, where was he four years ago? Um, so I don't like that. I do like that. I'm a tortured man. <laughs> I'd love to see Cap play again. I live in the Bay Area, and he was fun. Um, I know you're saying, but flag issues. I know, I know. I can't win this one. I won't even try. Um, everything I'm seeing is up today. Not everything, but... Like Peloton's down 2.4%, but it was at an all-time high yesterday. So you see where I'm at? Groupon's up 11.2%. And I'm like, why is that up 11.2%? The markets are up not 11.2%. Why is it having a better day than the market? Even though the market's having a very, 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 very good day, it has cooled off from that 1,000-point idea to now it's up 771. The NASDAQ's up 228, up 2.3%. Market's up 2.3% in a day. I cannot impress upon you. If we knew each other 25, 30 years ago, I'd say 2.3% in a day is crazy. It tends, it tended to happen like three times in a year. Now it seems to happen like sometimes three times in a week. Oh, what do I want to hit? Okay, July. So we see the retail sales numbers. We see the employment numbers. We see Congress or the president trying to pivot and give people money to go back to work instead of giving people money to not go to work. Those are all economic. I think that's a positive. Is it COVID positive? No. And that's kind of where we become a tortured man. We know there was a $2 trillion CARES Act. We know there was another trillion dollars thrown in. We know there's another trillion dollars potentially in infrastructure or repairing uh, restaurants. There's there's more trillions to come. You get the Federal Reserve where I've never wanted to kiss a Federal Reserve member, an old, white, crusty, Caucasian banker. Never wanted to do it. Janet Yellen, yeah, she was kind of hot for a Federal Reserve banker, but I still held back. Uh, But God bless the Fed. Like, for what they said yesterday, they said yesterday, markets were down awful. Down 700 points, and we ended up like up 200 points. I think that's right. Um, I don't look at numbers all that much. Believe it or not, they're kind of stupid. But as far as numbers, as far as market, you know, the Dow's up 270 points. The Dow's up 700. If I don't own a stock in the Dow, I don't care about the Dow. Within reason. Kind of, it's an economic indicator, so I'm good with it. But the Fed Reserve said yesterday, we're willing to buy corporate debt. Like, what the hell are you talking about? No, you're not. And like, yeah, we are. 
So the Fed will buy treasuries and that helps the government get lower cost of borrowing. And the Fed does all sorts of shenanigans with their balance sheet. But you're not supposed to buy corporate debt. If Intel took on debt that's bad, let Intel suffer. If Amazon took on debt that's bad, let them suffer. Don't buy their debt. And whose debt are you buying anyway? The airlines because they're more infrastructure, hotels, restaurants. So I didn't like seeing that story. With that said, I love seeing that story. I'm a tortured man. I'm in the stock market. I'm essentially fully invested. Um, I changed things late last year. I shaved some growth off, which really benefited me in March. But it didn't benefit me in April and May when the markets recovered. I wish I had had all that growth. But I didn't take it so much off the table that I wasn't exposed. So I'm good. But the Fed buying corporate debt, it's honestly one of the crazier stories of our day. And we have some crazy stories. I mean, if you just take a look at Twitter, just we've got crazy stories. There's a, a trending story going on with Trump right now about his health. <laughs> like, that's how obsessed we are with, like, things that we shouldn't be obsessed with. Why does the president use two hands to lift water to his face? Because you don't want to look weak. You don't want to look frail. It's kind of images matter, right? Federal Reserve said they're going to purchase individual corporate debt. I keep coming back. This is a crazy story. The program is known as the Secondary Market Corporate Credit Facility, up to $250 billion in corporate bonds from eligible issuers. That is sketchy to me. I don't like it when our government gets in. I made a million dollars once because our government got involved with, you know, corporate, you know, plays. Our government said there's only one company that registers domains for the internet. It was a company called Network Solutions, and they gave them a monopoly. And it was a publicly traded monopoly. I made so much money on that stock for clients and for myself. Eventually, they're like, oh, in two years, we're going to open up to competition. In another year, we're going to open up to competition. But they had a long run there with no competition. I don't like it when the government makes people rich or when the government makes people poor. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com or robblackshow.com. financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Little Matt Dragons bringing us out of break. Dan Reynolds. Mormon. The Killers. Lead singer Brandon Flowers. Mormon. When you think of rock and roll, you don't think of Don't you have an image in your head of what rock and roll is? So here's my funny Dan Reynolds story. And you're going to say that's not that great of a story. Um, I saw them in in a concert in San Francisco probably about 12 years ago. Maybe even 13, 14 years ago. And they're at a little teeny tiny bar. And afterwards, we're getting a slice of pizza or something. And the band walks right by. And I was like, that was a great show. And it's you you always say something that's just incredibly stupid. Great show. (laughs) And um, my next thought was, 
hey, if I give you $10,000 right now, can I come to all your performances in the future? Can I get a backstage pass? And he goes, no. And that's the end of the story. I thought I was being clever. I thought I was being cute. And he's like, no. Um, but anyway, I digress. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. And I'm not saying anything negative about Mormons. I think they're the coolest people on the planet. Um, I was just shocked that when you think of rock and roll, you think of like David Lee Roth. And you think of, yeah, he's not very Mormon-like. You know, He's not going to knock on someone's door. He's probably going to be covered in his own vomit tonight and uh, whiskey <laughs> kind of thing. Sometimes, sometimes you got to look beneath the wrapper. So and I think it's very, very, very cool. Those are two of my bands that I would pay money to see. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You can always drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. I got an email from a man named Jason yesterday. He says, Mr. Black, a while ago you were kind enough to share some information about how to balance your 401k, a certain percentage of small cap, a certain percentage of mid cap, a certain percentage of large cap. For the life of me, I can't seem to find it. Could you please send that into the phone to me? And I don't have anything specific. I could tell you the way I would do it. Um, look at the stock market as a reflection of the economy, and you want different parts of the economy in your portfolio. Or you can say, hey, I'm a young guy and I really only, I don't believe in banks anymore. I have an online bank and the whole idea of owning a Bank of America is stupid to me. So I can't really answer that for you. I can say what I start with in a 401k to get to your retirement, I'm going to say five things. Large cap companies, mid cap companies, small cap companies, some sort of income producers. And those could be like real estate investment trusts. It could be corporate debt. It could be treasury debt, things that give you money on a regular basis, somewhere between one, two, three, four percent. I'm good with that. And then the fifth one would be something like international. If you ever, I've gone to Australia, and I know what Vegemite tastes like. It doesn't taste good. And I saw what roads looked like in Australia 30 years ago, and I'm like, wow, they um, they don't have a lot of roads there. I just come from L.A., you know, six-lane highways to one-lane highways. And they're like, oh, you take a very fast road. It's a very fast road. And now you're saying, why do you sound like someone like John Cleese from Monty Python when you're talking about Australians? Well, just go with it. I'm French! Um, why do you think I... <laughs> thank you very much. I knew if I begged for it, it would come. So I'd go 20% each of those and just go with the idea that, like, international has ways to grow. Large companies in America, we know they're bad, evil things that make billions of dollars. We know if Peter Parker walks into some sort of industry that has a tall building, that they probably have a billionaire CEO who's doing something to taint the world with super villains to counteract superheroes. We know big companies make billions. So you already said international needs roads, needs hospitals, it needs growth to become the American way, maybe. That used to be the idea, but maybe not anymore. And then you get the large cap companies, and you get small cap companies. You know, HP was work. People worked in the garages, and Apple too. And Steve Jobs, like, he wants like you know fix people's computers to make enough money to like small caps have their stories. I get it. Mid cap companies are somewhere between the small and large, and you know they're a big driving engine of the United States economy. So you start piecing all this together, and that's how you start. Twenty uh, percent each, and then you may say, you know. There's some different components of large cap. It could be growth and value. So I'm going to do 15% growth, 5% value. 
um, out of my 20 originally designated. Or you could say, you know what? I'm a little bit chicken scared. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Cinder Rumpelstiltskin. Um, and you may want 15% value and 5% growth. It's not math. It's not science. It, it's really an art. You have to massage it of what works for you, Jason. But thanks for that email. You can drive me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. Um, solid economic data this morning. Solid retail sales numbers. Now, as we get more into July and August, we're going to see, were those retail sales numbers tied towards jobs? Which we kind of saw a little bit of better than expected people going back to work in our jobs report this month. Or is the retail sales benefiting from people getting $1,200 stimulus checks? Hmm. I could tell you a friend of mine, he got a stimulus check. I want to say 2500 because he's got a kid or something like that. I'm not quite sure. And he went out and spent it. It wasn't gambling money, but it was free money to him. I'm like, dude, you pay taxes. It's not really free money. You should at least save 15% of it. Nope. Gone. So retail sales, solid number. Retail sales advance month on a month. Um, if you exclude autos, up 5.5%. But last month, they were down 17.2%. So what a turnaround. Um, Oracle is expected to report earnings tonight. Um, that's cool. Earlier in the show, I was like, why is Groupon up so much? They're up 12% on a day when the stock market's up 3%. And it's all about earnings. So that's out there today. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. <clears throat> Dow rally is 600 points, but at one point in time, it was up 1,000. Yesterday, we were down a couple hundred, and we ended up big. It's like, whoa, there's a lot going on. So not only did we get solid retail sales numbers today, but we also got a new major breakthrough in treating severely sick people with coronavirus. The people on the ventilator, the people who are you're thinking lost last rites. Scientists are hailing dexamethasone as a major breakthrough in treating the extremely sick. That's good. So we're getting kind of positive healthcare news, but then again, over the weekend we saw a massive spike in Phoenix, in Arizona, in Texas, in Georgia, in Florida, the very same states that happen to have like kind of a Republican bent to them. That they want to open the economy, that they don't want to stay shut in, that we have a right to go to work as much as we have a right to health care. Oh, there's a lot to be tortured with with this market. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Take a break here. We'll be right back. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Where investors rule. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. 
Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Hopefully, by the end of the year, I'll have some exciting news on some new programming. I'm doing the best I can to tinker with the right way of delivering extra content to you. In times of COVID, you get kind of these surges of creativity. U.S. May retail sales surged 17.7% in the biggest monthly jump ever. We're going to hear a lot of that. The V-shaped kind of like, was it last quarter horrible, horrible, horrible? And this quarter is a bounce back, bounce back. It's a little bit of a dead cat bounce for sure. Um, a little or snapback kind of thing. I shouldn't say dead cat because that might imply that, you know, we bought them out from here. I'm not expecting that. The IMF is going to cut forecast and warns of a crisis unlike anything the world has ever seen. Now, that's got my interest, Mr. IMF. What are you talking about? They see a contraction of 3% for the global economy in 2020. It said the current crisis is unlike anything we've ever seen before. Okay, so we know that, sure. Global economy is on track for a more significant contraction than estimated just two months ago, a month and a half ago. For the first time since the Great Depression, both advanced and emerging market economies will be in recession in 2020. That's kind of an interesting stat. Forthcoming June World Economic Outlook update is likely to show negative growth rates, even worse than previously estimated. Pandemic has started a health as a started simple as a health emergency, but it's now turned into an economic crisis that requires social distancing and travel restriction measures. It's interesting. Like I want to go to Hawaii as soon as I can, but I don't want to go if I have to wear a mask on the beach. I know it's the three-piece bikini this year. Ladies will have bottoms and tops, but they'll also have face masks all that mat all that match. And you're like, hey. I know, I know, I know. I'll be here all day. Don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses and try the veal. It's pretty good. It's not bad. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm not a big sheep fan. You look like a succulent baby lamb. <laughs> Thank you. The IMF is set to slash economic forecast. So we it's kind of a strange backdrop of Okay, economic data is a little bit more real than like, oh, let's let's get back to exactly where we were. The economic data right now is actually turning out pretty good. It's like that, you know, cousin of yours that had a you know, maybe a run in with marijuana that's like, hey, he just finished college and he's got a degree and he turned out okay. Um, everything it, not everything, but it's a nice day out there. We started up, you know, a thousand points on the Dow futures, opened up around the 700 level, kind of went a little bit lower, a little bit higher. Yesterday, we started lower and then went higher. These are big, I'm not going to say bets, but they're big emotional swings right now where we get really discouraged um, by some of the economic data. And then we're like, oh, it's not so bad. And uh, it's the stimulus. It's something that I said that it, it sounds incredibly stupid. I said it earlier in the hour, and I'll say it again. God bless the Fed. And again, you're saying, oh, careful, Rob. You're getting, you're kind of getting into the religious talk there, and I'm not trying to. I'm trying to say 
it's one of those colloquial phrases like god bless your pee picking heart or you know hey it's not an insult when i say god bless the fed the fed said yesterday we'll buy corporate debt they're buying everything they can to keep companies individuals governments well funded they got their cash they said if you need cash in a bank we bank will cover you you're not gonna have to draw on on your reserves you don't worry about that we got you and that's an amazing backstop it's again one of the things i said in the first hour if i can leave you with any wisdom today if i die today if i get hit by a car um buy stocks when the 10-year treasury is under three and a half percent am i talking about always yeah it's been a good rule of thumb of mine now i will say this when the 10-year treasury starts marching higher with expectations that it's gonna march higher that's when you want to sell some stocks Again, maybe you go from overweight stocks to normal weight down to underweight. But that's been a trend that is your friend, and that has been an economic comfort to me. Now, again, someday it'll fail. But I've accumulated millions personally on the idea that stocks are better than bonds. Bonds are better than real estate over time historically. Now, when the 10-year treasury is as cheap as it is right now, no, bonds aren't better than real estate. Bonds are a lot safer than real estate. Of everyone I've ever met that has ever gone bankrupt, it's it's been people who owned real estate and who had a bet that, like, oh, I'll keep a renter, even in a bad economy. Whoops. I wasn't thinking a bad economy would really come around. It comes around and I didn't keep that renter. And I have no emergency fund. Good thing for you is the world seems to always want to bail us out. <laughs> Our own government. You could be a landlord and have a tenant not pay, and we're like, ah, oh, we're going to do landlord forgiveness. You be a tenant and not pay. We're, ah, we're going to do tenant forgiveness. Our politicians like throwing down the do re me for votes. I'm being incredibly cynical when I say that. Gold sits at 1730 an ounce. Don't care about gold. Silver sits at 1768 an ounce. Don't care about silver. There's certain fights I want to fight. There's certain fights I just want to stay away from. Crude oil at $38. Can you believe crude oil dropped to under $10 a barrel this year? How is that for the market panicking? And I got to be careful because back in the day, I could say anything I wanted and get away with it. Now I have to, okay, the market panicked like a teenage girl in a horror movie seeing a guy with a chainsaw. Can I say that? (sighs) Okay, does it have to be a girl? (laughs) There we go. The market panicked. And now we're moving on and digesting. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. July is looking like a pretty interesting month because March was shut down. March and April were shut down. April and May were kind of like, let's open back up in June. Let's open back up. July is going to be like, okay, now we've opened back up and we've spent our stimulus checks. How much bang do we have? Because we know we saved a lot more during the lockup. I, I noticed, I watch my credit. A, for reasons tied towards people stealing it. And B, I just kind of like want to watch where the flow of my money goes. I was shocked to see my credit card with travel, hotels, and airplanes go to zero. It hasn't been there in a long time. And then my other card, which is used for groceries, um, I saw it hit an all-time high. But again, I kind of like watching that stuff. 
So the economic data is telling us a lot right now. Interesting to note, Robinhood is getting a lot of credit and a lot of blame right now for being a great thing for the stock market, but also being a horrible thing. It almost makes it too simple, but guess what's working right now? Too simple. A third of American malls will disappear by this time next year. So says one exec uh, who used to work at a department store as a CEO. That's going to be an interesting ramification of COVID, right? What comes out of it? In the first hour, I talked to, and you can hear my first hour, I did Chad's show for him today. by going to focusfinancial.com and download the Chad Burton podcast, and you'll hear me. But in the first hour, I talked about how like some concert promoters are now saying, okay, you don't need a venue. We can do everything online. And the business models that are coming out of COVID. How about the business models that are going away with COVID? Um, 33% of America's malls will go dark by 2030. So says um, Jan Kiffin, a retail consultant and former exec at, at Macy's. That's a lot. I remember the golden age of the malls in the 80s and early 90s where you'd go yeah, to a mall. And like when you would get a job at a mall, you'd see like, there's a lot of senior citizens here at 9 o'clock before the stores even open, walking around the mall, getting their exercise because it's air-conditioned. And then on Friday night, you're like, Mom, I'm going to go to the mall and meet my friends. And everyone's mom would drop them off at the mall and say, you have to be here at 11 o'clock for pickup. Mall was kind of a thing. And now it's 33% expected to close by 2030. So I start looking at the Peter Lynch, greatest investor of all time from Fidelity Magellan. Biggest jerk I've ever interviewed. The biggest jerk. Um, but a great interview. <laughs> um, in the 80s and 90s, when the mall was at its golden day, and he's the greatest investor, mutual fund manager of Fidelity Magellan, greatest mutual fund of all time, he had daughters. And his daughters liked to go to the mall on Fridays and Saturdays. And he'd you know go with his daughters and say, like, oh, look at this star, Gap. It's doing really well. A lot of kids like their Capri pants. He made a lot of money writing books on what works on Wall Street. And he said, just go see what you're spending your money on in your paycheck. Any of your credit card bills are showing a lot of, um, you know, gap for your kids' clothing. Okay, you get it. If every Friday night you're going to Chili's, you'd buy Gap and Chili's. So the idea of the mall, you know, cutting down, it's pretty fascinating to me. Because then you automatically assume, okay, well, rents will go down and landlords will suffer and retail real estate won't be as great. Um, that's not the case, though. A lot of times what gets put in there is re- a reinvention of a mall. In the last 10 years, we've seen a lot of malls add condos on site, on the mall. So young people can live in small spaces but shop right beneath them. Whether it's a strip mall um, there, or there's shops on the bottom and condos on top. Or whether it's a mall mall. A lot going on. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com, robblackshow.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, the one, the only, and you're not. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
is one of those bands that was supposed to have a good summer. It's been a few years since their last album. They put together an album and COVID hit and they can't do much with it. They're a band that was on Saturday Night Live and Saturday Night Live gets shut down and they have a new album coming out. Maybe they would have been on Saturday Night Live again and we could have seen the one sister. I think her name's Ezra or something like that. Esme. Not the prettiest name. But she makes those weird faces when she plays the bass. Like, weird faces. Google Whoa. Esme. H-A-I-M. I'm sister. But there's something that I've done a little bit more during COVID is because we are staying in and we're not traveling. Yeah, my phone's in my hand a little bit more than it usually is. So I never cared about Instagram. Never cared about Instagram. Never cared about Instagram. And then I got on Instagram. I'm like, okay, who's going to be my friends on Instagram? I hate Facebook. I hate my friends on Facebook. I hate their kids. I hate everything about Facebook. So I get on Instagram and I'm like, I'm going to follow bands. I like bands. And the Heim sisters are some bands that they did the shelter at home Instagram updates and they're kind of an interesting band. I learned a lot about them. At one point in time, I'm like, they're just a band of sisters, right? Um, well, they're LA and LA. You think of glamorous, sexy women. They're not glamorous and sexy. They're, they play music and they don't want to confuse the two, but they also know that they're, you played glamorous, sexy, like you kind of play it up a little bit, but um, they're going to Black Lives Matter rallies. They're they're posting their Instagram, and it's it's kind of nice to see a connection. I know you're saying, "Are you the guy who's talking to the mailman right now?" I am the guy who talks to the mailman right now. I'm so lonely. Uh, but Instagram had a little bit of a heyday for me. So, and again, that's what it took. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. The Fed has begun purchasing up to two hundred fifty billion of individual corporate bonds. The amount of stimulus that we're getting from the Fed and from Congress and the President is it's it's unparalleled. Around the world, it's unparalleled. It's it's a bazooka times 10. In the ga- video game Doom, the final gun that you got would basically kill 100 monsters all at once, and it was called the BFG, and it stood for Big Frickin' Gun. Whoa. Our government has thrown out the BFG of stimulus. And we've never seen it before. Now, here's a real serious question. What's going to happen to the dollar? And if you print that much money, you weaken the dollar. So the dollar should get weaker. And should that, will that cause inflation? Will that cause a deflation? What's going to happen out of this? We've never had this level of stimulus, so no one can tell you definitively. U.S. mail, U.S. May retail sales up 17.7%. Biggest monthly jump ever. Good. It should be. It would have been a bigger whopper if we waited another month of shutdown because we would have saved more money and we had more stimulus money to spend as well as more savings to spend. In the end, one of the theses that I pretend to play into is that we're going to spend as much money as we make in our lifetime. Very few people are going to die with a lot of money in the bank. Those that will will be called the wealthy. Those that do will be called the rich. We spend. And as long as we have jobs, we spend. So March was a tough month. We didn't have jobs. We still had owners flipping the bill, sometimes for employees' paychecks. Sometimes they went out and got the disaster relief funds tied towards the payroll protection. But then those came with a lot of stimulus. Uh, not, not a lot of stimulus, but a lot of strings tied to them, and a lot of owners are returning the money. <clears throat> it's 
a taxable treatment situation of income versus paycheck. And a lot of owners are doing the math and saying, you know, we're going to lose some deductions if we get the, if we use this money. And they're saying, let's not use the money. Let's give it back. Why take on debt, even if it's cheap debt? Or you could use the money, and then they want it back because you didn't meet one of the requirements that are always changing. It's very complicated. The Dow rallies at over 500 points. It's a big day. Yesterday, we were down triple digits, so we ended up triple digits. Jerome Powell says the Fed doesn't want to run through the bond market like an elephant. And I go, well, that's a hell of a statement. What exactly does that mean, Mr. Powell? It sounds good. It sounds like, again, he has our back, but I shouldn't look into that too much. He says there's a broad expectation that people will come back to work in the summer. Oh, by the way, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell is giving testimony right now. Uh, he says he might think about capping yields if rates went up on a certain part of the curve, but it's not a decision the Fed has made yet. He says there will be a long road to recovery. Boo! We want instant gratification. We're Americans. He said he's not concerned with inflation at the size of the balance sheet at this time. Good. Then I'll, I'll give him the. I'll defer to him on the inflation issue because I am worried that we're printing too much money. But I'm going to defer to him. He's in a much better position. He also said the economy could be near the bottom of the virus impact. He said he is encouraging lenders to make Main Street loans. Hmm. Else are out there. Um, oh, and by the way, that's a semi-annual monetary policy report to the Congress of the Fed Reserve Chairman's talking to them and telling them, like, how, where do we stand? And they're asking questions. McDonald's is hired today as comps in May are pointing up. Breakfast laggard. Okay. I'm loving it. So McDonald's is a company that I love to hate. Um, from age probably zero to 18, I loved it. Salty food that's horrible for you, right? And then from about 18 to 30, you're trying to keep fit so you can find a mate to fall in love with. So McDonald's is no bueno for the waistline. And once you have kids, you're like, I'm never taking my kids there because it's bad for the waistline. It's clogging their hearts. And I'm on a long road trip. Oh, look, they've got a play structure. Let's stop there at McDonald's. They're a company we know, all of us. And it's easy to study. You kind of get the idea of it. But breakfast is a laggard as a no-brainer, right? Fewer people are going to work these days. Hey, thanks for listening. As long as you listen, I'll do my best. You can find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show, and newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.